Our scripture for this week, one of the two passages we'll be reading, comes from Psalm 92, beginning with verse 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp, to the melody of the lyre. For you, O God, you have made me glad by your work. And at your works and at your hands, I sing for joy. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Psalm 92 is one of the many parts of this compendium of beautiful words that we call our psalms. Uh, essentially five different collections within the larger grouping of the psalms that declare very important aspects of our emotional responses to life and our spiritual connection to God. In Psalm 92, it's specifically focusing in on a particular aspect of how we as a community communicate not only with each other, but communicate through praise and thanksgiving to God. It's specifically talking about singing and playing music. In fact, we've shared before that the, the word psalm actually is um, indicative of the style of music that is intended to be played in this particular uh, context where there's the, the specific calling of the lute and the lyre. Uh, it's, it's fascinating that the word psalm, psalm, uh, is, it's a Greek word, but it, uh, really indicates kind of this onomatopoeia sense. That is, an onomatopoeia is a word that sounds like what it is, or it sounds like what it does. Psalm, psalm. It's a plucking of a string. It is really the, the, um, the word that indicates the making of music. That is, the using a stringed instrument to accompany the singing of the psalms. So our psalms uh, are actually sung prayers and poetry and prose that expresses the depths of our human emotion and our deep need to connect spiritually to something beyond ourselves. In the case of Psalm 92, of course, it's this glorious praise of thanksgiving, this deep gratitude for the world that surrounds the psalmist, that surrounds us, and the desire to communicate that sense of gratitude through the power of music, specifically calling for the lute and the lyre. And what's fascinating is I, I have a, a ukulele in my office displayed for any of you that come in my office from time to time. It's kind of to just um, represent the power of music and the gift of things like our psalms and the ability to express ourselves musically uh, in a spiritual nature because of this deep ancient connection we have through our Old Testament scriptures and our New Testament scriptures. Uh, we have a number of New Testament passages that clearly have emerged out of some kind of hymnody, like uh, the second chapter of Philippians, for example, there is a hymn incorporated into that passage. First, uh, the uh, first letter to the Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 
there is that entire chapter that most scholars believe is actually a hymn uh, that, that Paul simply incorporated into his letter to try to help the people in Corinth get the proper perspective on how they were to be living their lives. So we have terrific examples throughout our Bible, but especially in the collection of the Psalms, this um, just very intentional effort to allow you and me to be brought into this great movement of history, to be a part of a musical tradition that really calls us to something uh, upward and beyond. There's something powerful about music. And of course, the ancient people that put together and composed these psalms understood that. As you know, many of the psalms are laments. They're not praises uh, giving thanks. They are often expressing the depths of despair. And in fact, in some cases, uh, indicating a, a sense of hopelessness. For example, in Psalm 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? It is a song dirge in a way of just probing the depths of despair. And I like to, to tell people whenever you feel like calling out or crying out to God in anger or hurt or despair or sadness, that you're in good company because that's exactly what is occurring in the Psalms. In fact, uh, more than a third of our Psalms are actually laments and cries of, of hopelessness and uh, crying out to God to, to give some sense of, of vision and better perspective and better hope. Thankfully, our psalm for today, Psalm 92, is one that is joyful. It's one that calls us to singing praises. And I, I, I realized this week, it was very interesting, I was being interviewed by uh, a journalist from the AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and the line of questioning was in regards to the pandemic and what it's been like as a church in this pandemic, what it's been like pastoring. And I, and I talked about the, the value of the broader wisdom of our congregation and many people offering perspectives and a lot of, uh, of us uh, struggling with what was the right thing to do and a lot of varying opinions from one pole to the other and yet uh, trying to work together to make the right decisions and bring us together. One of the questions was, well, what did you miss most uh, during this pandemic? And of course, I talked about being together with people and worshiping together and and uh, being in person. Zoom calls were fine, but, but there's something about this in-person contact and being able to hug each other again and and shake hands and and have physical contact all that I, I i felt this genuine gladness of and then then i found myself saying and i've really missed singing and i began to describe what happens when we sing in our church context that we're all singing the same things proclaiming the same good news message and we're singing melody and harmony and we're joining our voices together. In the middle of my describing that, I found myself choked up and getting emotional and realizing that um, that's been a huge gap in all of our lives. And in addition to missing all of you and missing being physically together, I've really missed making music together, singing together, proclaiming good news together. And this really hit home for me in the middle of talking to this journalist on the phone. 
and suddenly being emotional and, and realizing this was a deep, deep loss or deep sense of um, something that was missing in my life and in your life and in our life as a congregation. What the psalmist throughout the psalms, but especially here in Psalm 92, is clear about, it's not only proclaiming good news and, and, and singing with the congregation, but it's adding instruments to that proclamation and having the lute and the lyre. And in other cases, we even are, are brought into the fact that uh, the, Psalm 150, for example, drums and trumpets and, and all kinds of, of things to make joyful noises unto the Lord and give praise and gladness and thanksgiving. Well, this Sunday, as you know, in fact, you'll be getting this video on Sunday morning. It is Sunday evening tonight at six o'clock that we will be proclaiming good news as a, a bluegrass band hearing the old time religion that is for so many of us so joyful and rich and fun. It evokes all kinds of terrific memories. But it also conveys a powerful message if we listen carefully and, and, and notice the, the background of where this music comes from, that the instruments we're using, in fact, the mandolin that will be one of the instruments that will be played Sunday evening uh, is a direct descendant from the lute, which the psalmist says, make a joyful noise, use the lute, pluck the strings of these these great instruments. And so we'll have a mandolin that is is uh, really representative of what the psalmist is invoking. But we also have a uh, uh, guitar that is uh, descendant from, from uh, European traditions coming in through the Scots-Irish tradition into our, into the colonies and into what became the United States of America. Fascinatingly, uh, we're going to be listening to and enjoying the sounds of the banjo, which was considered a, a soft-shelled lute in the early days of its first development. It was often made out of a gourd shell or a gourd, um, whatever you would call that, um, top of the gourd would be cut off and, and strings attached and a, uh, some canvas or some soft uh, substance would be put over the top of it. And, Fascinatingly, this evolved from enslaved people who were brought here by force from Africa. They brought with them this, this traditional instrument that for centuries African people had been using. And so in the colonies and then what became the United States, this, this gourd uh, evolved into what we've now become very familiar with and most of us really enjoy the banjo. It's hard to be sad when you hear a banjo playing. There's something about that sound. Earl Scruggs in 1945 really revolutionized this soft-shelled lute, uh, this banjo, by making it a three-finger plucking mechanism and coming up with all kinds of uh, amazing songs in the Bill Monroe Band uh, that, that really began the involvement of bluegrass tradition. But Bluegrass, as many of you know, incorporates elements of jazz and rock and roll, uh, even uh, traditional Native American music with some of the rhythms that are used. And of course, this African tradition, utilizing the banjo and some of the, the rhythms 
and the tunes that are utilized come, come from spirituals and things that, that these uh, early enslaved people were, were singing as a part of their own spiritual heritage in the early colonies and later the United States. What we then will experience on Sunday evening together is praising God and, and lifting our voices together in song. Hopefully you'll be harmonizing along with us as we play this fascinating variety of instruments that come from all kinds of different traditions melded together in what we know as a bluegrass tradition or bluegrass band that specifically evolved in this country but came from all kinds of disparate traditions from different parts of the world. As a result, we are able to give praise to God and the tradition of Psalm 92 and the other Psalms that that evoke this deep spiritual sense in all of us, the need to proclaim good news together, to join our voices with one another, to harmonize with each other as we make melody, to take that melody and add layers to it, of sound that becomes even more beautiful. Uh, we invite you to join us tonight in this great experience, but really an experience that echoes a long, vast tradition that goes deep into our spiritual heritage with the earliest of our spiritual ancestors in those days, making rhythms and plucking instruments, stringed instruments that were specifically designed to give praise to God and thanksgiving from thankful hearts and grateful spirits for the opportunity to be together, to make it through difficult times, to rise above the hardships that we share together and right now, to begin this beautiful process of opening up, we hope, to an entirely new journey of wisdom, of love, of faith, of hope, and of praise. Thanks be to God. Amen.